Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with Leo Flowers. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I am so grateful for another day. I'm here in Vegas and uh, I'm looking out at mountains. If you've never been to Vegas, they always talk about the Vegas Strip and the gambling and the women and the debauchery, but Vegas is also home to Red Rocks and some amazing, amazing views, uh, which I get to look at right now. Um, and we always like to start off every podcast with the phone number. If you need to talk to someone, call 1-800-SUICIDE, 1-800-SUICIDE. Call them, talk to them, even if you don't know what to say. They will guide you. They will help you. They will make you feel comfortable. They're not there to make it awkward or to put pressure on you or to, you know, they're there to validate you and and make you feel heard and make you feel listened to and make you feel like a person um, and, and make you feel not alone, right? Make you feel connected. So call them or call someone. There's so many different uh, suicide numbers, uh, 1-800-274-TALK um, is another one. So call, text, email, 1-800-273-8255. All right, um, I, I want to start off with things that I'm grateful for. Uh, there are three things that I'm grateful for today. One is, obviously, like I said, the view of the mountains. There's something about seeing something bigger than you. There's something about, like, when, when I look at the mountains, I just don't see mountains. I see things that have, take, that have taken hundreds, thousands, millions of years to, to be shaped, to be formed, to take place. And it's just a reminder of patience. Like, nothing happens overnight. These mountains, these ridges, they weren't formed in a day or in three months. It's like people trying to get those six-pack abs. They're like, yeah, I can, you know, it's like, get your, get your abs in three days, in a week, in, in 30 days. It, it, nah, it, it takes forever to chisel something, to chisel the life that you want, to form the, the habits that you seek, you know, this idea that we can get things immediately yeah, you can build some things quickly. I'm looking at, I'm also looking at a lot of buildings that have been built in, you know, um, in a few months uh, or even in some cases a few days, but they're not going to last as long as these mountains, these mountains, are, it takes so much to tear those down. It takes nothing to tear down uh, these buildings. So the longer it takes for you to build it, then the more you know, substantial it'll be. Uh, the second thing that I'm grateful for is that uh, I woke up this morning. You know, like that's uh, that means I have another chance, another opportunity, an another um, I have more moments to create and chisel and focus in on uh, the things that I want to do and the things that I want to be. And also, I, I have more opportunity to share stuff and to experience things with others. Um, so 
another day, man. Every day you wake up, it's an opportunity for us to just crush it, kill it. Uh, my voice is a little sore. I've been doing a million shows, a million interviews, and I'm still fighting this cold, boys and girls. I'm still fighting a cold. Um, I'm on day 23. The doctors say that whatever's going around is going to take a month, um, but we're in the game. And then number three, the third thing that I'm I'm very grateful for is my my family's health. And I think about how lucky I am to have family members and friends who are just who are healthy, who are strong and and vibrant and um, and loving life. There's you know I I was watching a documentary about uh, this couple that just got married, and then uh, the husband. Uh, soon after, does he doesn't have ALS? It's like CLS or, or something like that. And now the wife has to take care of her husband because he's bedridden now. He can't move and uh, can't really do much for himself. And so health, man, just to, not only for my health, but the people around me and in my life right now are uh, mobile and healthy. You know, we forget to give thanks for you know other. You know, it's like our community, our country, our world. So today, on uh, on today, before you kill yourself, leave. Get out of there. Wherever you are, remember your environment shapes you. Where you are shapes you. When I look at these mountains, these mountains were shaped by their environment. They didn't just become mountains by themselves, right? It was because of the the weather, the climate, the rain, the snow, the sand, the environment shaped the mountains. It helped shape the earth. It's the the environment is your where you are, whether it's your job, your family, your relationship, your your city, your village, your country, your community, all those things shape who you are right don't forget that we we live in such a uh everything is about us and me and i society that we forget how uh our relationship with our surroundings and our community affect us so today i want to talk about leaving get out of there if if you don't if you feel like you're not thriving up a plant that needs sun cannot live in Seattle right some plants can some plants can thrive some plants don't need a lot of sun but you might be a plant that needs sun every day um or maybe you need more rain maybe you don't need either maybe you're a cactus we're all different types of plants and how you thrive and how you feel is based on partly, I'm not saying 100% of it, right? It's part of its genetics, but part of it is your environment. I had a cactus once and I don't know anything about plants. I, I don't have a green thumb and I killed that cactus within like two weeks. <laughs> two weeks, I murdered this this cactus because I, I watered it too much. I was like, oh, all plants are the same. 
you know, I was young. And I was watering my cactus plant every single day. And then after about two weeks, I looked at it, and the thing was dead, gone, adios. And I was like, what happened? And people were like, you're not supposed to water your cactus every day. If at all, it's a cactus. It doesn't, it doesn't require much. So some of you require a lot of water. Some of you need to live by the lake or the ocean or a river or a stream or a pond or a puddle. Some of you require a lot of water. Some of you require no water. You need sun and sand. Your environment. Leave. I was talking to a buddy of mine who's from a small town in Idaho. And, uh, and where he's from has an uh, extremely high uh, suicide rate. And he said the, the moment he decided to leave, because he saw that if he had stayed where he was, um, he one, he would have never left. And two, uh, he, he may not have, have lived much longer because there was just nothing there to feed him and, and what he wanted to do. Um, and, and he said it was, it, it, he could have stayed, it would have been so comfortable, but he had to get out of there. And he looks back at th- some of his friends, uh, they're doing exactly what he feared would happen to him and that they're doing the drugs, they're not thriving, some uh, are no longer with us. So you, you, and he said the move wasn't easy. He, he didn't have a, a lot of, money or opportunities to move forward, but he knew that if he stayed, it would be trouble. And I'm not saying to stay now. I'm going to, I'm going to give you like 10 ways to leave. We're going to talk about 10 ways to leave. Um, I'm not saying you got to leave right now. I'm not saying you got to do it today, but start making a plan. Start thinking about every day you wake up, it's like, because it's like, I love movies, and my favorite movies are the scenes where they start planning the escape. Oh, that's so exciting. It's not even about them escaping. It's just the fact that they're planning it, and every day you see them chiseling away. It's like that movie Shawshank Redemption. I think it took them like 10 years. If you haven't seen Shawshank Redemption, you have to see it. But uh, it took him like 10 years from the, the day he decided he was going to leave to the, to the day he was actually able to leave. I'm going to take a drink of water real quick. So it doesn't have to be today, but you can start planning. You can start thinking about it. You can start executing and putting uh, pieces in place so that when you are ready to leave, um, boom, some of you might have to leave overnight. You, you, you know, it's like you look at this caravan coming up from uh, Mexico, not you know, Honduras and Central America and all these places, all these immigrants flowing in. Like, they just grab their stuff. They don't even speak a language, and they're just like, where we are, our situation at home is no bueno. No bueno. We got to pack our stuff, and we got to go. And we don't know what's ahead for us. Um but we, we know what's here, and what's here is no bueno. So we got to bounce. Whatever we have on our, whatever we could carry on our backs, we got to go in the middle of the night and take our chances. All right? So 
here are 10 ways for you to bounce, for you to get out of there. Um, number one, and this is going to surprise you, okay? Sometimes, this is number one, sometimes you have to leave even if it's good. Say that again. Sometimes you got to leave even if it's a good situation because it, it may be too good. It may be too comfortable to where it's not really pushing you. A lot of times when we think about leaving situations, we always think about leaving awful situations, bad relationships, um, you know, uh, things that uh, that are hurtful or painful. But sometimes comfort, comfort can be a bad thing. If you're too comfortable, then it, it doesn't nudge you enough. I love that word nudge. It doesn't nudge you enough to to for you to want to grow, for you to want to expand, for you to want to challenge yourself, right? So sometimes you have to leave even if it's a good job or a good relationship. It just may not be. You want something that's great. You want something that's excellent. You want something that helps you really thrive and gets you excited, right? So number one, leave even if it's good. Um, number two, don't don't wait for the situation to change. A, a lot of, <coughs> you know, you see this in abusive relationships where there's so much hope that the other person is going to change, that they're going to go get help, that they'll never hit you again, that they'll never do drugs again, or that you'll never do drugs again or never do whatever. It's like you can't wait for the other person or this situation or for your job to give you that raise, you can't wait for that. If you feel like you're not being valued, I'm really nasally right now. If you feel like you're not being valued, then create a plan. It's all about just, just planning your escape, planning your next step, three steps, talk to people. What should I do? What are my options? Explore those things on how to get out of there. And, I, and, I, and believe me, once you start looking for options and a way to leave, you will start to find them, and then you will you will start to get excited about it. So number two, stop waiting for the situation to change. Right? It it's it's not. You have to take your life into your own hands. Um, number three. So there, of course, no matter how bad a situation is. Um, there's a part of you that is connected to it. It's a part of who you are. So number three is acknowledge the love. Acknowledge the love that you have. Like like if, if, you're, if you are in a situation where you have to leave a city or leave a relationship or w whatever the situation is, acknowledge what you liked about it, what you loved about it, what it's given you, the good times, the the laughs, the joys, that's okay. It doesn't have to it doesn't have to be this entire sad song or horrible song or horrible reason of why you're leaving. There were some good times in there. I, I left a job that I was very comfortable in. It was a good job and it was good money. I just didn't feel like I was growing and thriving there. And I was like, let me leave. My rule is always to leave before I'm asked to leave. You know, I, I'm always always get to the party a little later and always leave a little earlier than I should. And that's just who I am. Some people stay all night. Kudos to you. Not me. I don't want somebody nudging me out the door. 
I just say adios. I've had a good time and I bounce. But uh, but going back to the job is I had a good job, good benefits, good people, <clears throat> great people that I worked with. Um, and I, and I love the company so much that I knew if I stayed, I would start to hate the company because I myself wasn't growing, developing the way I wanted to. I had other goals that I wanted to achieve that I knew I couldn't achieve in the situation I was in. So I left and I left on good terms. I'm, you know, and that's the way you want to leave is you want to leave on good, if you can, right? Leave on good terms. So I acknowledged the love that I had for that job, for that place I was at. But that doesn't, just because you love something doesn't mean you have to stay with it. Sometimes there's even more of a reason to leave, right? So number three, acknowledge your love. Acknowledge that it was fun, it was great, but it also was not enough, right? Because it's going to hurt. It is. It's supposed to hurt. Like I said, no matter how great it is, it's going to hurt. But acknowledge the love that you have, right? Write, write, write those down. What you enjoyed about it, what was great about it, the memories, right? Number four, um, accept your part for the relationship. Now, and here's what I mean. A lot of times when we leave something, we, we, we put all the blame and all the anger towards that thing. If you're in an abusive relationship, we hate that person, here's what that person did to me, blah, 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 or the city, or whatever. And we, remember, we were and are a part of the relationship. Part of the relationship you have with the person, the city, the community. And so who we are and how we show up to it is just as much uh, a part of how we feel about it um, <coughs> than anything else. I'm really sorry, guys, for this cold and cough. Um, so accept your part for it. It, it. We can't put all the blame on why things didn't work out on the other person. We also are responsible for how our life is right now. We are responsible for what is happening. As much as the environment, yes, does affect how our life is and who we are and all those things, we are also a part of the dynamic and the relationship. So we have to take time to, just like I had a friend, his wife cheated on him. And he was like, I can't believe she would cheat on me and not leave her and divorce her. What do you think? And I was like, well, you know, the other side is if you accept re responsibility for your part is that you're not around a lot. Like you're you're always working. Um, and then when you're home, you're not really home. Um, and you're putting all the responsibility of the kids on her. Like, And not to say that that makes it acceptable for her to cheat. Right. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is we, we can't just set, put all the blame on the other person for what they're doing. We also have to be able to look at ourselves and say, how how did I contribute to this and what can I do so that this never happens again? Which in some cases, like I said, is to for you to just leave. It, even if you're in an abusive relationship and someone's hurting you or hitting you, it, it like 
accept responsibility for it, it but because that empowers you when you go oh, I'm partly responsible for this, so that means I can do something about this. I can do something so that this never happens again versus feeling like I'm versus feeling versus feeling uh, powerless and like you can't do anything about it. No, you have power. You have the ability to make a decision of do you want to stay in this situation forever, Right? So you can leave. You there is a responsibility on your part for how the rest of your life plays out. So accept the responsibility for your part of the relationship and what's going on. And but that doesn't, like I said, doesn't mean you have to put up with it. It just means you go, you know what? I, I maybe I, I could be a better partner. I could be a better employee. Clearly, I'm I'm not. So I'm gonna leave. And that's fine, right? So that's number four. (coughs) Number five, leave things better than you found it. When When I left my job, I made sure that uh, I I didn't, you know, some people when they quit their job, they just quit and they, you know, they, they may they turn a desk over or they throw stuff or you know they they try to sabotage the workplace or they do the same thing in relationships it's like oh if i'm going to leave i'm going to i'm not only going to leave but i'm going to hurt you and i want you to i want you to feel pain too and it's like no leave things better than you found it when i when i left my job i made sure all my paperwork was in order i made sure that whoever was um uh coming in after me um, or, you know, behind was going to get hired next, that um, everything was lined up as it should be so that their transition into the job would be easy. I gave my job two weeks notice and I just, I I followed the protocol of, of what they needed from me before I left and boom, no problem. I had a, I had a roommate and I moved out and when I, before I moved out, I made sure I cleaned the entire place. Um, I gave them notice. It's like leave things better than you found it. You don't want to leave with resentment. You don't want to leave with someone coming after you. Um, you try to leave things better than you found it or it was good, but you definitely don't want to look like, oh, I'm out of here, and then set everything on fire, right? It's just not the... <laughs> Uh, it's like it comes from a Zen quote. If you go to somebody's house and you visit their house, you know, um, try to leave the house better than you found it. You you go into the bathroom, right? C- clean the t- clean the bathroom after you after you leave. I, I, it's such a pet peeve of mine when um, uh, you know, especially in public bathrooms where people just destroy the bathroom, and I'm like. You know other people are going to come in after you, right? Clean clean up your stuff. Like, this is your stuff that you left behind. Wipe the seat down. It, it's, it takes two seconds. There's a sink with soap, so you're going to be able to wash your hands. But leave things better than you found it, all right? Uh, number six, um, have faith. Have faith that you'll find a way. Like, 
as you start to, I know there's a lot of fear with leaving uh, a situation that you're in or leaving a school, but have faith that as you go along, you'll find a way because it's, you don't know, like, right? You don't know if you if it's going to be better for you on the other side, um, but it, it could be. And that's the thing is we don't know. So have faith that things will work out, uh, but also have faith that there's going to be a struggle. It's not going to be easy for some people. Things might, you might leave and then, you know, things work out immediately. When I left my job, immediately things got better. It, it, it really wasn't a struggle. I was lucky in that way, but I also planned it out. I planned my escape and things pretty much went according to plan. So um, have faith that when you leave, things will work out for you. Number seven, and this ties into what we talked about, number six, set goals, but release attachment to them, right? So you're setting goals, you have a plan, but release the attachment because as much as we plan, we all watch these bank robbery movies, they plan the whole thing out, they do the reconnaissance, and uh, they do their homework, and they, they stake out the place, they have the maps and the drawings, and they assemble a team. They have everything. They go, it should happen, boom, 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 boom. But as we all know, things never, ever go according to plan. If you've tried to build a house, the contractor tells you it'll be done in <coughs> it'll be done in three months or six months or whatever, and it's never on time. It always takes longer than you think it will take uh, to build whatever you want to build. You know, I thought I was gonna have the, I was gonna start this podcast in a couple months. It actually took me a couple years to start this podcast. So, set goals, but release attachment to the outcome, because there isn't a window, there is an opportunity that something better than what you have planned is in store for you. Remember that something better could be in store for you. So release attachment to outcome. And the only way you're going to explore that is if you release the attachment to outcome. All right. Number eight, have phone numbers and support groups ready. If you're moving to another place or going somewhere else, figure out if there are any support groups or groups of people or meetup groups or teams or, or things that you can immediately get involved in to immerse yourself in that new community, that new culture. Um, if you're leaving a relationship, there are all types of groups for uh, people who have been in abusive relationships within, you know, throughout different cities and throughout the country and the world. Uh, find support groups. Um, find, uh, if you play sports, find a, t a team that, that you can join. But find a group of people of uh, whatever you're interested in that you can immediately sink your hooks into. Maybe business. My sister is big on, mo uh, big on money. Uh, who's not big on money? She, and, but she joins these different Facebook groups and, uh, and connects with people through her Facebook groups. And, and so now she never feels alone because she has these people who live throughout in, in different cities and, and throughout the world. And now 
I think she's going to go to Ireland because of somebody she met via a Facebook group. So, you know, people talk about how social media is horrible, but there's a lot of, if you know how to use social media and you know how to use the the Facebook groups, these online groups, there's so many groups, anything you're interested in, you can find a group of people who are equally fascinated by it and they're throughout the world and they can make you feel more connected than ever. So if you're in a situation where you feel like you can't leave your city, find groups online. And and then you, well, that'll lead you to our people who are in so many different places of the world that then might open up an opportunity for you to go visit them or see them or move to where they are. So it's just like my sister is going to Ireland because of somebody she met through a Facebook group. I know that sounds shady, like, uh-oh, is she going to come back? Is this weird? But um, there are opportunities for you to, and, and have phone numbers. You know, the there, there's not just the suicide phone numbers. There's also uh, phone numbers that you can call just to talk to people, just to have a conversation, just to say, hey, here's what I'm going through. Here's, um, and, and here are my fears. And, um, and, and just talk to them about how you're feeling and why you're feeling it and what you're going through, and it'll make you feel better, it'll make you feel supported, and it'll, it'll make you feel encouraged to keep going down the path that you're going down. So have phone numbers of, of people or family members um, that you can call and groups that you can join and see what's going on. It's like I'm in Vegas for a week, and so when I go to s- cities, it could be very lonely because I don't know people in every city. So I, I sign up for classes. There's a lot of times there's a lot of freak like workout classes that you can sign up for, like a spin class or uh, yoga um, or just to go hiking or, you know, there's the, the Hoover Dam and, like I said, Red Rocks. So I, I, I create an itinerary of, of things and places I can go where I can feel connected versus feeling disconnected, isolated, and lonely, right? So have phone numbers, have groups, have a plan. Have, have uh, you know, uh, if, you're, if you're working with your hands, there's just, you know, uh, volunteer. Look at local volunteer work. Vo- there's just so many ways for you to feel connected and not isolated in terms of uh, where you're going next. There are they're resources um, everywhere. Because um, that'll also help you feel accountable for sticking to your plan. All right, and uh, I think that was number eight, nine, ten. All right, um, number ten. All right, so I might, I might give you, I'm gonna give you guys two more. All right, so be honest. Is this the person you want to be when you're? All right, in terms of a relationship, if you're leaving a relationship, ask yourself. Is this the person you want to be with when you're at your best? A lot of us are settling for second best or someone who is not aligned with our values and our ideas and our dreams and our goals. Ask yourself, is this the person you want to be with when you're not at your best? And you know what your best is. You know who you are and how you feel when you're at a 10. 
Look at the person you're with. Look at the situation you're in. If you're if you're really at your 10, is this where you would be? Is this what you would be doing? Is this who you would be with? If that answer is no, then you need to start creating a plan to get out of there so that you can thrive. Right? And it could be and, uh, and let me take a step back. When we talk about thriving, a lot of times we always think bigger, right? Like getting a promotion, uh, bigger city, bigger house, bigger everything. Sometimes thriving means going smaller. Sometimes it means going from the big city to a smaller city. Sometimes it means going from a condo to a farm. Well, a farm could some, you know, it's going to be bigger than a condo sometimes. But the, the point is, it, it could be going from, you know, owning 10 things to owning one little tiny thing. And, and so when we talk about thriving, it could be a matter of concentrating your efforts and zeroing in and narrowing down. It, you, you don't have to, like, you know, my podcast, it, it, this is a very specific, this is about suicide and, and how to thrive and and this is very this is very narrow and I, I wanted to do something very specific and very niche and uh, and and very targeted and and something that really aligned with who I am and, and what's important to me and I, I'm not I'm not here to be a wall I'm not trying to be the Walmart of podcasts I'm not trying to appeal to hundreds of millions of people I I, I, I want to f- I want to find my tribe and that's what's important to me um, so ask yourself is the person you're with you know um, the person you want to like is now I'm getting all tongue-tied is the person you want to be with is this the person you want to be with when you're at your best if not make the plan get out of there you have to leave and like I said, it's all about making the plan slowly but surely. Um, number 11, separate the truth from your story, right? Separate your truth from your story is number 11. And what that means is the truth is two plus two is four. That is the truth. It is objective. There's, there's no nuance or gray area. Your story is whatever you tell yourself. That's something that you've made up all on your own. And, and sometimes the story you're telling yourself, you, you think is the truth, but it's just your story. It's like, you know, you watch these movies and there's a million stories that they tell in there from different perspectives. They could tell one story from different perspectives and you realize there's like a million stories within this one story. So your life is the same thing. If you, you, you may be telling yourself that, you know, you're, you're not going to make it or you're just going to, if you, even if you leave, things will still be the same way. Um, your story could be like, um, things would be worse if I leave, et cetera, et cetera. Those are just stories. Those aren't the truth because no one knows the future. If somebody knew the future, 
Oh man, they would have more money than Jeff Bezos. You understand what I'm saying? They they'd be wealthier. Even Jeff Bezos with all the money that he had did not think that he would uh you know, from the day one of starting Amazon and selling books online, he had no idea that it would grow into what it is today. <coughs> but he made a plan and he followed his gut and his intuition. And and now it's it's flourished and thrived. I mean, he he's going through a divorce, and we're finding out some shady stuff about him. But the point is, is that nobody knows the future. All we can do is plan for it and follow uh, our gut. So separate your truth. What is the re- what is the truth about your relationship, and what is the story you're telling about your relationship? Those are two separate things. You can always change your story. You can never change the truth. I don't care how you add up two plus two. It's always going to be four. Your story can be told a million different ways. It's just like if you have, if, you, if there are five people who know you, they will each describe you in different ways. They might have some overlap, obviously, but there are some going to say, oh, yeah, he's really shy. And somebody's going to be like, man, he's really outgoing. Somebody's going to be like, oh, he's a jerk. And another person will be like, he's really a nice guy. And there's a million different stories to um, that you could tell. And so separate your truth from the story so that it, it empowers you to get out of your situation, to move out of your situation, to plan the life that you want, right? And... Last thing, pick a date. Write down the date that you want to leave by. What, what, what's going to be the day that we pull off this, this bank this bank heist, this, this, this bank robbery? What's the day that uh, we, we pack our stuff up, we put it in a car, and we bounce? What's the date that we're going to, that, that when we buy that plane ticket, what's the date going to say on that plane ticket, right? What, what, what's the date for that bus ticket? What day are we going to be at the bus station with bags in hand, right? And maybe no bags. Maybe we leave everything behind, everything. And we just, we just, we're just that walking down the road, right? What, what is the day that we do that? And write that down. And like I said, maybe... You, you're able to leave earlier. Maybe you're able to leave uh, sooner. Um, I'm planning on, you know, I live in L.A. and I've been in L.A. for um, uh, almost 20 years. It'll be 20 years in 2021. Yeah, 2021. And I am, I'm planning. I have, I have a general plan on where I want to go to next. Uh, it's not written in stone. But I'm putting the energy out there. I'm thinking about it, visualizing it. Um, and I have a few options that I'm exploring. But I'm definitely not going to stay in L.A. Uh, for the rest of my life. I have to, I have to go. I have to go. I got to get out of there. Um, and I don't know where the next place is going to be. But it's just I, I just need that for my um my sanity I think it could be it could be a wrong decision maybe I'm supposed to stay but for me I've always just felt like every 20 years you pack up and you go 
You just got to get out of there. Um, and I've talked about this in, in previous uh, um, epi- uh, episodes um, where, you know, there's that something about the 20-year itch where, and plus I want to learn other languages. I have a friend who was just in uh, China, and uh, I'm going to have him on in a, in a few podcast episodes. And he was saying how three months in China, after three months in China, he's a white Irish guy, he started to um, understand Mandarin. And I was like, oh, man, I would love to to learn and understand a, a new language. So um, maybe I'll go, like, I don't know, Spain or, or uh, Portugal or maybe Asia um, or London or maybe New York. I, I don't know. But uh, I just know that I'm not going to stay in L.A. for much longer. Of course, I'll still continue to do the podcast because I love doing this and I, and I love sharing you guys uh, my journey. Um, and, and so that's it. So before you kill yourself, leave, write out a plan, have a blueprint, have, have a map of the next, if, if you can't figure out the next three steps, the next step, the, the next you know, maybe just plan out t- tomorrow. Like, what am I going to do tomorrow that'll help me get out of this situation? That'll help me um, uh, grow. That that'll give me a feeling of of purpose and empowerment. Baby steps. Don't don't feel like you have to. Don't if you feel overwhelmed, just stop. Slow down. Breathe relax but I look at all these different cities in throughout the world and in different countries where there are high suicide rates and they have so much in common where uh, people are isolated uh, there's not a lot of job opportunities there's a lot of inequality um, they're, they're just they, they have a lot of similar factors if you're if you're in one of these towns, if you're in one of these in, in cities, and people know, people are aware, people are aware of the 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 effect the city, the environment has on them. Make a plan. Montana has a high suicide rate. Uh, Lithuania, the parts. Make a plan on how to get out of these places. Right? It's not just you. It's your environment. Find a way out. Make a phone call. Make a plan. Write it down. Leave. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself. Uh, And I'll talk to you guys Monday. Make sure you're journaling. You're exercising. Get out there. Get some sun. Read. Meditate. Eat healthy, you know, get those processed foods out of you. Do those things. Do your homework. Do your homework. Take care of yourself. This is not something, you know, I've realized that the suicide, it just, it's not going to, it's not something that, that goes away. It's something that's there that, that you just have to manage day by day. 
So do your homework, take care of yourself, and we will talk to you again on Monday. Peace.